0: I had asked some of the men in our church if they would be willing to help today, and so we've got three of our guys, they're going to tag team preach this morning, and um, they're kind of following the, the line, I'll kind of set it up for them, they're following the line of an old Christmas carol. Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Do you know what I know? And they're going to share that with us today. And so now the one thing we've got to do, everybody say me. The one thing we all have to do today as they are transitioning between themselves, we don't want this thing to go down. So when they end and they're coming the next guy, we need to be worshiping the Lord, okay? Are you ready to hear a word from God today? Anybody believe the Word of God can change your life today?
1: God bless you. Praise the Lord, church. We were giving pastor a hard time uh, before church because there, are, there is a fourth portion to that song, and so we said he was just saving that for himself, and that's the part that's listen to what I say. <laughs> We just had to give him a hard time about that. We love our pastor and appreciate the opportunity uh, for us to be up here. And I'm just so thankful, like he said, for that night so many years ago. Amen. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter number two. We're going to start with verse number one. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Somebody say they were afraid. afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Somebody say that's me. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior even unto bethlehem and see this thing which is to come which is come to pass which the lord hath made known unto us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they had seen it they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child when we were first talking about uh, doing this this tag team preaching this this sermon uh, i began to think when when i uh, found out that the the part that I was going to be doing is, do you hear what I hear? And I began to think about the sounds that I associate with the Christmas season, with this time of year. And you know, Pastor, it reminds me of an old song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it reminds me of a lot of old songs. When you think of Christmas season, there's a lot of old songs. There's uh, these classic songs and they've been uh, remade and remade and remade, and, and, you know, many artists over the years have, have covered songs that, that originated in, you know, the 40s and 50s and, uh, you know, a long time ago, and, and uh, you know, certainly Christmas music is a big deal this time of year, you know, there are, uh, it's the only time of the year when you have radio stations that completely stop their whole program, They completely stop the genre of music that they're playing, and they switch 100% to Christmas music. And they do it for several weeks at a time, and in some cases, you hear places playing Christmas music for months at a time. (laughs) And, you know, there's some songs that have been playing consistently on the radio in stores in people's homes for decades uh, some of the ones that, that come to mind, and, and to me, the the most iconic as far as uh, the not the religious songs, but just the songs that you hear, uh, Christmas songs, the most iconic one is Bing Crosby singing White Christmas. Anybody like that song? Love that old song. Some, some of the other ones, Frosty the Snowman by Gene Autry. Let It Snow by Frank Sinatra. Blue Christmas by Elvis. Anybody ever heard those songs once or twice? Those are, are songs that we, we hear every year around Christmas time, and we probably hear it quite a few times around Christmas time every year. You know, I could keep going on and on and naming these all, these classic Christmas songs and even modern classic uh songs like Mary Did You Know and, and things like that, but I only got 10 minutes, so I I'm not gonna dwell too much on that. I also think of the song. Silver Bells, which the Curtis brothers played so beautifully last week. Wasn't that awesome? Man, y'all did phenomenal. And one of the lines ending one of those verses in Silver Bells is, above all the bustle you hear. And bustle is a word that we commonly use to describe what's happening this time of year. Hustle and bustle. How many of you ever heard that term? When you hear hustle and bustle, you don't think of you know may <laughs> any time of year if somebody says hustle and bustle you think oh you're talking about christmas time because it's a it's a busy time people rushing around they're trying to finish up their christmas shopping they're they're trying to do this they're trying to to get ready to take vacation time at work and 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 get the the kids ready to to finish up all their tests so they can be on christmas break and and all of that some people love the Christmas season, and they're, they're so cheery. They're so happy the, around this time of year. They're just, it seems like they're always in a good mood, and those types of people, they really mean it. When they say Merry Christmas, they really mean it from the bottom of their heart. It's not just a greeting, and there are some people that hate this time of year because there's crowds, and there's traffic, and all these things that you deal with, and they're just in a bad mood, and they're ready for January to hurry up and get here. And, you know, you're more likely from those people to hear words of anger than words of cheer. And and, and there's just so many sounds that we associate, both good and bad, uh, in our, that we hear during this time of year. So much noise, so much going on, so much busyness. Amen? Is it just me that's busy, or are y'all busy too? I think we all are. We all know that Jesus is the reason for the season. There's nobody in this building that's going to question that. We know that Christ is the true meaning of Christmas, but I think we get so busy with our shopping and our our family get-togethers and our eating good food and our traveling and our Christmas carols that it's easy to forget sometimes to just take a moment and listen for God's voice. It'd be so much easier for us if in the middle of doing whatever we were doing, an angel just appeared to us and and uh, and then a host of angels and that would get our attention. That would get us to stop what we we're doing. I don't care if you're running trying to pick up that last stocking stuff or that would get your attention, wouldn't it? That'd make it a lot easier like like the angels did to the shepherds that night over 2,000 years ago. But that probably isn't going to happen with any of us. <laughs> However, I want to look at what the angels told them, at what the angels spoke to them on that night. Go back to verse 10. The angel said unto them, "Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy." So first, the first thing that the angel said to them was that the angel gave them reassurance. Told them don't worry. And then the angel gave them some good news. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Go to the next verse. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. They had been seeking that Savior for so long. They had been hearing stories from their parents and their grandparents. And great and way, generation after generation after generation have been seeking this Savior. And so this was unbelievably good news, amazingly good good news that they heard so first they got reassurance from the angel then they got incredibly good news and then third go to the next verse and this shall be a sign unto you ye shall find the babe not there is a babe but guess what this isn't just a story a good news story that i'm telling you you get to be a part of it you're gonna find the babe You're going to find that Savior. This is not just a Savior that's here for the rest of the world. This is a Savior that is here for you, that you're going to find. So they got reassurance. They got good news. And then they got even better news because they got instructions. Guess what? You're going to find this Savior. Amen. They didn't just get to hear the good news. It wasn't just about what they heard, but it was a, they got to be a part of the story because of what they heard. And if we'll take time out of our busy schedule to listen to God, He will do the same for us. Your part of the story may not be read by billions of people like the story of these shepherds are, but it could impact many people. Your part of the story could inspire someone. It could motivate someone to give their life to God or to give them hope that they can make it through whatever they're facing in their life. You could inspire them to do that. Do you hear what I hear? God is calling you today. He has a word for you. If you'll just, just take a break, just take a moment from the hustle and bustle of the holidays. Make some quality time to spend with your Savior. Listen to His voice. I've got good news for you today. God wants you to be a part of His story. God wants you to be a part of His story. Just listen for His voice, amen? If you want to be a part of God's story today, why don't you give Him clap your hands and give Him praise right now.
2: Oh, come on, continue in that right now. Hallelujah. So thankful for his voice. and We get to hear, we get to be a part of the story, amen. amen? I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to continue, and we're going to continue in Luke. We're going to begin reading at verse 25. It says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but Christmas is my absolute favorite time of the year. I love everything about Christmas. I, as a child, it was my favorite, and the older I get, it's just become increasingly my favorite. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, and I don't, I don't know what it is that you love about Christmas. For some, some folks, it's just the sounds of the season. It's the things that they hear. They love all the music. Brother, uh, Brother Nathaniel was talking about all the music, all the laughter, the sound of children playing, uh, the, the ooing and aing as they open up their gifts. I can't wait in just a few days as our family gets together and we sit down and we open presents together and, and to hear Canaan, how excited he's going to be. And, and to see those things, I, I I can't wait for that. I I remember when Asher was very young. I remember one Christmas we were opening stockings, and and he pulled out an orange, and, and he was so excited. He pulled out. He was like, oh, an orange. It was so exciting. And, and just just seeing that and hearing it, it's it's amazing. I love it. But for some, it's the sounds of the season. Some, it's they love the smells of the season, the peppermint, the popcorn, fresh baked pies, Christmas dinner. I can, right now, my mom called me and said that, that, that my brother told her he wanted to do a turkey. And I didn't get turkey, a fried turkey. And I didn't get turkey for Thanksgiving this year. And so the, the idea of a fried turkey right now, I can smell it. <laughs> my mouth is watering literally right now. I'm... So many things that people love about Christmas, but but for me, it's always been the sights of the season. It's I I, I love I love those things the most. I love to see the lights. The white ones and and red ones and, and green ones, gold ones, decorations, like what, what are in here right now, all of the trees lit up, all the, the ornaments on the trees. I love to see all of those things. Telephone poles. Lighted it up the, the the decorations in people's yards I, I remember growing up in Garden in Christmas time the, the lights would go up on the light poles and the nativity scene would go in front of city hall and it it, it was it's the oldest looking nativity scene you've ever seen but I love it. It, it, it it's it's my favorite time of the year the the churches that are lighted up the parks that are lighted up Christmas in the park Drove through that. I've been through it three times now. Because every single time Canaan is here, he wants to go see the lights. And I'm going to take him to go see the lights because I have just as much fun as he does. And, and we laugh at them. We laugh, laugh at the lights and the different things. And, and we love it. And I've always loved the, the sights and the lights of Christmas. And there are so many beautiful sights to behold in the Christmas holidays. And I enjoy every single one of those sights and sounds. But somehow I don't think that it was lights. In the sights of the Christmas season that Simeon saw that day that he held that baby. That, that day that, that Mary and Joseph came into the temple and he held that child. I don't believe that it was, it, it, it was Christmas lights and, and things of that nature and, and, and the holiday seasons that he saw. No, the Bible says that he saw the Savior. He saw the face of the Savior and I wonder if, if as he looked at that child, I wonder if his mind began to think about what Isaiah said. What Isaiah said when he said, For under us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He looked at that child and he saw every single one of those things in that child. But he saw so much more. So much more, in fact, that the, that the Bible says that Joseph and Mary marveled at all of the things that they heard would come. He saw all of those things. He looked at that child and he saw fulfillment of Joel chapter 2. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. He saw what would ultimately be fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. With the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Bible says when Simeon, he was led by the Holy Ghost into the temple. It hadn't even been fulfilled yet. The the child hadn't even died on the cross. The Holy Ghost hadn't even been introduced yet. But Simeon, even before all that took place, he was overcome by the Holy Ghost. And he was led by the Spirit. And I'm so glad today that everything that I see... It goes beyond the lights. It goes beyond the sounds. The fanfare. And the excitement of just a season. But I see today. The face of the Savior. I see today. The fulfillment of all that would be. Do you see it in a manger? Do you see it in a babe in a manger. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Do you see it. In a 12 year old boy. As he teaches in the temple. Do you see it. In the traveling teacher, as he goes from city to city, teaching and healing the sick, performing miracle after miracle. Do you see it in the garden when he prays, when he asks that God would, would take this from him, when he asks that God would not require it of him, but it, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And do you see it this morning as he hangs on the cross, bruised for our iniquity, Sacrificially giving of himself that we might find life and find it more abundantly. This morning, I ask you, what do you see? What do you see this morning? This morning, I see Emmanuel, God with us. This morning, I see hope. And hope has a name. And that name is Jesus. He is wonderful. He is counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. Right now, can we lift our hands and worship and exalt His name? Come on,
3: let's give Him praise right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Going back up to Luke 2 and 15. I'm going to reread this passage of Scripture, and it says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Do you know what I know? It's, it goes beyond just seeing something and hearing something, and it comes to a point of understanding and realization. The shepherds hastened to confirm what the Lord had made known unto them. They go to Bethlehem in faith knowing. Knowing. They did not go to Bethlehem saying, you know, I wonder if this is true. I wonder if we're really going to find it like they said. They knew that they would find the Messiah exactly as the angels had said. When you get a sign from God and when you read this word, don't go looking for something else. You go in faith believing that it will happen just as he's declared. Just as you've seen it happen in others. Just as you've heard it happen in the testimonies of others. God will do it for you. I'm sure the shepherds looked at Mary and Joseph and they said, do you know what we know? have you heard the testimony that we have? And that's exactly what happened as they left. The shepherds left and immediately the Bible says, and they uh, they came uh, in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. When you've heard the gospel in fullness, when you've seen miracles, signs, and wonders, and when you've heard the wonderful truth of Jesus, the proper response, to that is to go tell as many as you can when you see what god can do when you hear the truth the proper response is to share it with others the apostles said this in acts 4 and 19 peter and john answered and said unto them whether it be right in the sight of god to hearken unto you more than unto god judge ye for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard When we've seen it and when we've heard it and our faith grabs hold of that, now we can say, I know what I know. I know a Savior. I know a Messiah. Yes. I'm just here to say you can see and hear without understanding. You can see and not fully understand what it is you've seen. I'm sure there were plenty of people unlike Simeon who went and saw that babe Jesus and all they heard was the screams of a baby and all they saw was just another child coming into the temple and going through the customs of the law. But Simeon looked on that and said, oh no, I know who that is. That's my Savior. My eyes have seen the Savior. I'm here to tell you God's not here just to show you something. He's not here just to tell you something. You have seen and heard more than you'll ever need to see and hear to know who God is. And right now, right now I'm here to tell you that we're not here with a lack of understanding. We are here and you've seen miraculous. If you've seen the miraculous in your life, would you raise your hands? If you've heard testimonies of others, would you raise your hand? Now I'm here to tell you that that God is one who doesn't want you to just stop at seeing. He doesn't want you to just stop at hearing. But he wants you to know his name. His name is Jesus. Come on, would you stand with me? I know that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's the light of the world. He's wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When I'm sick, he's my healer. When I'm in need, he's my provider. He's my ever-present help in trouble. Do you know what I know? Would you lift up your hands right now? In Jesus' name. God, I pray right now that we go beyond experience and we go beyond just, just seeing and hearing, but we know who you are. Would you lift up your hands right now? Would you worship him? Come on, if you want to know who he is, these altars are open. If you want to know who he is, these altars are open. Come forward. Come forward and know him. Don't just see and hear, but know him.
0: Well, come on, come on, if you want to know Him, if you want to know Him in the power of His resurrection, why don't you step out from where you are this morning? Why don't we come as a body of believers to declare our faith in the Christ child? Why don't we come to declare our faith in what we've heard, our faith in what we have seen, and our faith in what we know? What a a wonderful message in three parts we've just heard. Simeon had heard a word from God, brother Nathaniel, that before you die, you'll see the salvation of Israel. Sean, he saw. When they brought him in the temple that day, the Holy Ghost prompted him to go into the house of the Lord, and he laid eyes on that babe, and he saw it. And when he saw it, he didn't have to question it; He didn't wonder about it. But he immediately knew within himself that this was the one If our God is for us, then who can be against us? If what we have heard and what we have seen that has led us to believe what we know to be true, if our God is all that we have said He is, if He is all that we have preached, if if He is all that we have proclaimed, if He is all that we have testified about, there should be no doubt in anybody's heart this morning that before you walk out of this room, the Lord can minister to you And the Lord can touch you. I'm talking about healing in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about deliverance in the name of Jesus. So I want you to take somebody by the hand. I want you to lift it to heaven. I want us to join in prayer together right now. Would you pray with your brother or your sister? And let's believe God.